Well, happy fucking new year, everybody. Welcome back. If you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web, we're going to kick this one off right. Today's going to be fun. Woo! Gentlemen, make sure you have yourself unmuted. Happy New Year, Lance. Happy fucking New Year, Matt. Welcome back. Uh, these are uh, show alum. They've both been on, Lance Knob and Matt Falvey. And they just happen to be old high school buddies. And um, they promised to tell some R-rated stories today about all the women's they would share over the years and all the stuff they would do uh, after they moved from Brazil to the United States. <laughs> The message. <laughs> I'm going to try so hard to be serious, but I, the, the rash guard was telling me no. <laughs> it was say yes, but it was tell me no. Um, kind of saying it's kind of saying that you 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 like to party, but you can be formal also. Yes, yeah, it's kind of like a mullet, but just I, I moved it around in other parts of my body. Um, so. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having us, baby. What's up, yeah. boys? Yeah, the hey, show man. could be a little bit dangerous. It could it's be. always good to see Matt Falvey. And yeah, you know, we yeah. definitely go way back. So this is going to be interesting where this goes. But I know you guys are all things uh, leadership and jujitsu. So let's get the party started. So yes. the real premise, I, I, you know, thinking about this, we've been talking about this show for a long time, getting, getting all of us together. Um, you know, two things really stuck in my head and, and one, and we could call this like the message of the week is that only 4% of small businesses make it to 10 years. And I know uh, Lance, this is a big, a big topic of discussion for you. And another thing I've heard about um, small business is that most business fatalities are not the result of homicide, meaning they were not taken out by outside forces that they are the result of suicide, meaning that they, they X themselves. Um, and that, that brings to mind the, uh, the idea of uh, getting your black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is arguably the hardest black belt on the planet to get. And our friend here, Matt Falvey, just happens to have one. And a lot of people, same, quit along the way. Many, many, many millions of people start white belt, you get to blue belt, you, you start to truncate a little bit and buy purple belt, which is usually like four to five years in, uh, you're, you're down to like 1% maybe of the people that started at white belt. And then actually getting to black belt is less than 1% of the people that start. So there's, there's some similarities in, in the results that people uh, participate in these, these functions, but also a lot of similarities in the people that survive. So as we talk about all of your, um, you know, uh, coming of age stories, let's, let's just sneak some of those, <laughs> some of those values in there. I'm going to tee it up there and let you two take it wherever you want for right now. Oh boy. Oh, Matt, oh get boy. us started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, thanks so much for the kind introduction. Thanks for having me on. And it's awesome to see Lance and be part of this. I mean, if you would have told us back in the day when we were in grade school playing against each other in CYO basketball that we'd be doing this, you know, we probably would have laughed. Right, for sure. And I don't know, you know, I, um, I appreciate that you respect my opinion and everything, but I'm often wrong and never in doubt. <laughs> so, I have to disclose that. Um, All right. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm really fascinated and interested to hear uh, Lance and your uh, take in this. 
you know, with, with the 4% and, and being entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, et cetera. But as we've talked, all three of us, about the correlation between jujitsu and success in business and, and being an entrepreneur, um, I currently serve as a business development director for warehouse architect engineer design firm here in York, Pennsylvania. Um, I also have a small book of business um, with a company called Council Trust, where as an investment advisor, I was able to start uh, building up some assets under management. That, that was my uh, background before I pivoted for some personal reasons. Um, but, you know, one of the things about jujitsu that you can apply to life is, you know, that, that pausing to take a breath and, and always asking yourself, you know, what did you want to accomplish? What did you accomplish? And if you had to do it all over again, what would you do different? You know, what can you celebrate? What can you learn? Um, what corrective measures can you take um, after you roll or come off the, what Jocko Willink would call the mats of justice, right? So, um, you know, I, I was just trying to think in preparing for this. I had a, uh, in South Central Pennsylvania, we have a ton of very high level wrestlers, a lot of division one. Uh, we feed <laughs> Penn state, um, especially in our area. Um, and, and I had a, uh, a 250 pound young, uh, former, uh, wrestler for university of Pittsburgh on top. He's only a blue belt, but for crying out loud, I'm a 51 year old man. <laughs> he was voodooing. He was trying to voodoo the black belt magic. Right. And, you know, um, you can sit there and get paralyzed or, you know, and, and think perfection, or you can be flexible and pragmatic. And, and I would, by the way, I would define pragmatic as, as more flexibility versus realism, you know, be flexible and, um, you know, take action. It's not perfection. I was actually able to, uh, I was actually able to escape his side control because, you know, the longer you sit there, you know, if you don't make a decision, you know, that is a decision. And oftentimes it's a wrong decision. You apply that to business. And, and, you know, if I didn't make a decision real quick, I was going to have this 250 pound beast mounted on me. And I don't know if I'm escaping that or not, you know, and getting suffocated. So that's just, you know, just kind of start off. I have some other, you know, comments along the way, but that's kind of just an example for people that don't do jujitsu or grapple. So. And just understanding like the fight game in general. I mean, I've, I've started taking MMA uh, since September um, cause I'm a glutton for punishment and I just wanted a reason to wear my tuxedo rash guard more than just to my brother's wedding. Um, and it worked the other day. Uh, you don't want to catch, you don't want to catch ringworm from Lance and I, I guess, <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> no hangworm, no staff. Yeah, hangworm. That's right. No hangworm. No hangworm. Um, but, it, and you know, I, I have the, the, you know, pleasure and benefit of, of having an MMA instructor that, uh, is quite philosophical and a, and a, true martial artist. Um, and, and he really points out the most important parts of the game. And number one is you can't win if you've lost to your point, um, Matt, you know, if you just decide to sit there and not take any action in a bad situation, you're, you're essentially giving up, you know, you're, it's a slippery slope from there, uh, under those circumstances. And if you've lost, you can't win back to my point earlier about, you know, uh, the, the mortality rate in business being really the result of suicide. And that, and it could show up as that just inactivity. We did nothing. And eventually the ground just came out from under us. Um, so I think one really important thing, and, and you held up Jocko's book too. It's, it's so profound, you know, uh, discipline equals freedom. Like just 
you were alluding to it. It's, it's those, it's the internal dialogue every day, every time you get off the mat or every day you wrap up, you wrap up shop for the day and you're like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) No, like celebrate your wins, analyze your losses, but like get the fuck back in there because if you don't, then you've lost and it is impossible to win if you've lost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lance. And I'd, I'd love to pass this. Well, Lance, go ahead. Yeah, I I have, gonna... I, I'm dying to get something over to Lance then too, being that he's going down this consulting route and has been a successful business owner, but go ahead, Lance, any thoughts yeah. uh, as well? well yeah, just appreciate being here, Jeremiah. Always love getting together. And so thankful you, you know, to spend time here with you and Matt as well. And, and, you know, Matt and I go back a long way, you know, I grew up on the, the wrong side of the tracks, you know, in West York and we had the St. Rose go, <sighs> go hard against St. Joe's and the East York uh, folks and boys. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we had some fun rivalries and um, it was good. Thankfully we got to join forces in high school and uh, Matt and I did play basketball together. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of good high school uh, memories and, and whatnot. And we'll talk about that. So Jeremiah, yeah, you did tee up something really you know, fantastic with the, you know, the, the suicide being self-inflicted. And I think one thing I want to weave into the conversation is, you know, the mental part of the game, which is, you know, so developed in martial arts and jujitsu and just leadership. And I know Matt is, you know, a student of leadership with his, you know, military background as well. And, you know, going through formal training that way. So, you know, getting your mind right, getting your mind right every day, shifting your mood, shifting your mindset, we're going to have to bring into it. And um, yeah, I mean, 4% is a, is a low number. It, it's very easy to quit, right? And just to tap out. So, I mean, you have to be ready to withstand some pain for sure. So which, I don't know, just is, a few quick thoughts off the top of my head, yeah, which is another reason I started MMA because <laughs> I, I was like, I need a deeper uh, threshold for pain. And um, yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of this? So, you know, we, we're talking about military. I, I'd spent four years as a platoon leader in the 82nd Airborne Division after college. And, you know, you always talk in the military and Jocko actually will talk about this, too, you know the importance of strategic thinking versus tactical thinking. And yeah. I'm dying to hear both your thoughts on this, but, you know, a couple of notes I was making on it. Um, you know, people often look for the shortcut and, you know, the hack, which doesn't exist, obviously. But when you think strategic, I view it as, you know, that's the big picture, the long term, right? Um, this is like, where are you and where do you want to end up? Okay, versus the short term, you know, tactical or immediate action aspect of of, you you know, taking action. So um, every uh, every tactical action should move you closer to your strategic goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Or every tactical action can move you further away from. So, you know, what do you think of figuring out the why and its importance. So before you sit down and do your strategic plan or strategic goal, how important do you guys think the why is? Why are you doing this? Oh, wow. Well, Jeremiah, go yeah. ahead, brother. I mean- <laughs> well, let's, let's do this. We're going to take a break because that, that is a, it's a fantastic question. And Lance and I both have been in the hot seat with Tony D and, and asked that question many times. And even as well-versed as we thought we were at answering that question, we soon found out we had some, some digging to do. So let's take a break. And we're going to pack, pack a dip. Should I pack a dip? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, we're, that's fantastic, though. I'm so glad you asked yeah. that. So yeah, hang, yeah. hang tight, everybody. That's we're those gonna... Catholic manners. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Hang tight. All right. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Fabi, unmute yourself and ring us in. Let's hear it. <laughs> it should be on Wednesday. Woo Wednesday for Ric Flair. <laughs> right, right. All right. So you you put, brought up a, a really great point, uh, Matt, um, about understanding your why in this whole process. And my my first instructor, who I spent my first uh, four years with, uh, who I was explaining to you earlier, is Dan Her Black Belt. Another very philosophical uh, instructor, very very adamant about martial arts values as like the north star, then technique. You know, like if you if you get the two, if you get the cart in front of the horse, something's going to suffer. So values first, and and yeah. technique second. And he always said, like, you have to know your why. So, you know, going back to the, uh, the context of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, if you want to get your black belt, you're looking at a solid 10-year journey. Some people do it uh, quicker. Most take longer. But that's, that's like getting a PhD. Um, and you got to train nearly every day. And it's hard. It's hard to get your ass in there when you're tired, when shit's going on in your life, when you're injured, all these things. But you have to, like, grab yourself by the back of the shirt and pull yourself <laughs> through the door. Yeah. And, and his suggestion was like, understand, like focus on why you're doing it, 
not how you're going to do it. And back to your, you know, the, the, you know, the idea of strategy versus tactics. If you're all, if you're all strategy, uh, it, it, it's hard to know like daily what to do to, to, to get closer yeah. to your goal. And if you're all tactics and you have no direction, like where is this really taking me? Then are you actually going to get uh, to that endpoint? So really understanding why, like, are you doing this because of self-defense? Are you doing this and or for health? You know, what are, what are the reasons that you're doing this for? And constantly checking in with why. And I, I mean, I have to do it all the time, especially with this damn restaurant that I'm sitting in. Oh my gosh. Because like, there's a, there's a full gas can in the backyard and a stack of matches. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) They're always here. Yeah. Yeah. God (laughs) bless you guys. I I don't know how you proprietors do it. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, you talk about relentless persistence for all of you that are running a restaurant. I mean, it's been, you know, one of the yeah. hardest environments ever, ever. I, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Right. So. It's, always, it's always scrapping. It's what we're dealing with right now tough. is it's yeah. nothing new. Yeah. It sucks in a different way, you know, but, yeah. um, but I, I really just like daily check in when I feel like some days I feel good. It's just like jujitsu. Some days I'm like, damn, man, I feel amazing. I feel like I'm 18. I'm gonna go in there and whoop some ass. And then there are days I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get in the door. And like, once I get into the door, it's going to be ugly, but I still like make myself do it. And, and with the restaurant, I'm just like always checking in on those bad days. Okay. Like, like you said, stop, take a breath, think, like think for a minute, take a breath. It's not like, I don't have to do something explosive and immediate, but I do have to make a decision to set it on fire or not. So Jeremiah, your, your yeah. why helps you get through these tough times? Absolutely. Absolutely. It just gives me clarity where I'm like, okay, like maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood. Maybe like my kids are, you know, driving me crazy or I didn't sleep or whatever. It has absolutely nothing to do with business, but I walk in and I'm like, fuck this place. Let's burn it. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> you guys teed up my favorite topic, Jeremiah. I don't know if you remembered, Go. but you know, Matt, I, I realized that most entrepreneurs don't have a plan and they don't, you know, know how to put a plan together. You know, they haven't had the benefit of, um, you know, having somebody mentor them in a business plan. So I've got, you know, this process I like to help entrepreneurs with. And Jeremiah was, you know, someone I worked with and I'm trying to remember the one thing I added to a traditional business plan. I basically shrunk it down. So it was doable. So we could do it in two hours. But the one extra step I added was a personal mission. Number one, Mm, the biggest mistake most entrepreneurs make is they want to jump straight to their sort of their company mission. Like I want to cure cancer or whatever it is, but they don't really say, look, I want to, you know, whether it's religion or, uh, or their family or their health, you know, one of the common ones is, you know, like the oxygen mask approach, right? You have to be healthy before you can help other people. And I guess I probably fall into that camp, but I'm trying to remember Jeremiah. I think you actually struggled on your personal mission. You kind of went straight to kind of professional stuff, right? I, yeah, I, I had no idea how to answer that at the beginning. And, and I felt like, you know, we, we broke some ground there. And then Tony D, <laughs> he was like, you're, you're, on, you're on sand, my friend. <laughs> there's, there's no uh, bedrock beneath that. I remember being in one of his clubhouse rooms and he asked me to, to like, if, if I've written it down. And I was like, yeah, I did. And you might have even been in the room. And I was like, let me pull this up. And I hadn't looked at it in several months and I'm reading it out loud. And in the moment, as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is fucking garbage. (laughs) It was so bad. So I feel like that's something that you really have to flip over and over and over similar to, uh, you know, 
answering your why, like checking in with that constantly, because, you know, Matt will tell you as well, like the reason why you started jujitsu is often not to get your black belt. And the reason you get your black belt will evolve uh, through the years where like at one point it's, it's for, you know, you want the status. And then maybe after years, you're like, man, I want to open my own school. And it's, it's encouraged to have a black belt. And then, you know, by the time you get it, it can be completely different. Um, so I think really constantly checking in with that and milling it over and rewriting it, you know, Matt, I want to hear your, I'm sorry to interrupt Jeremiah. I want to hear why. And before you answer that, I just want to say, I feel like this interplay between, you know, strategy and tactics is, you know, maybe the secret to success. And again, you know, I realized that 90 plus percent to connect to the theme of today's show 90 plus percent of small business owners don't have a plan, which correlates with this 96% of small business owners that fail in 10 years, right? It's not by accident or coincidence that these numbers are about the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't stand at the top of the mountain and just do strategy and you can't just go down in the trenches and fight. Either way, you will fail. You have to, and it's really hard, right? This is why yeah. not many people succeed to figure out that right dance, that right balance between the two. Yeah. I- Dude, I love what you just said. I mean, if you don't have, so you you always have to think strategic um, while you're doing your tactical, you know, making your tactical decisions or, or actions. I mean, otherwise, Lance, to your point, you know, we've all heard the saying, the death of a thousand cuts, right? It adds up, you know, and if you're making one bad decision or a hasty decision or looking for that instant gratification, you're just going to make one bad decision after the other. And, and kind of like, you know, you put a frog in a pot, right? And you start the water, turning the temperature off. And, and, and next thing you know, um, the water's boiling, right? And you're done. Or, or as Jocko would probably say, you know, um, all of a sudden one donut gets by security. Boom. You know, uh, you miss one workout, whatever. Um, and really, you know, jujitsu has taught me, I mean, you know, you win by sticking your ass to the seat and you don't leave until it's over. And, um, Jeremiah, to your point, very similar to business, you know, I didn't get in jujitsu to get a black belt. And I always figured, you know, I'll just let the belts come to me. Um, then of course you get a black belt and I mean, the people coming in, the kids coming in and the young, I mean, they're better, stronger, faster. A lot of them have wrestled at high levels, um, or some are just crazy athletes. And, you know, part of that responsibility then too, as a black belt is you got to roll with everyone. Don't be afraid to roll with, uh, you know, you, you, you got to lead by example. And, and do I tap the lower belts? Yeah, man, you bet I do. Um, you know, good, better to tap, you know, on the mats and on the streets, you know, and, and learn, but, um, getting back to, uh, you know, winning tactically and thinking strategic all the time. Um, do you think, how important do you think having moral integrity is, uh, I'll ask both of you, both as business coach and entrepreneur, you know, we can't lie to ourselves. We have got to, when we do these assessments and Lance, I don't know if in your process, when you take your clients through, you know, you, you, you uh, really stay on them. Like, Hey, here are your long-term goals. Why are they important to you? And then be honest with yourself. You can't lie or BS yourself. How important do you think moral integrity is? I mean, and that's not a loaded question. I'm just, you know, I'd love yeah, to. Yeah. I'll just give a quick answer. I'll turn it over to Jeremiah. I mean, I guess, you know, the most recent challenges that I've gone through, you already brought up Jocko and I adopted his definition of integrity, just doing the right thing. You know, in 2021, when I was going through some big things, I just had to step back and and just keep asking, 
myself, you know, and I'm, I'm going to do, just make sure I'm doing the right thing from all angles. And it wasn't easy. It was some big stuff, but it, it got me through. So I think it's, it's crucial. It's everything. And I guess just in different words or different way of saying it, I think you have to be, if you're aligned from all angles, you'll be able to sleep at night. So, you know, connecting to the leading by example part, right. I really can't lead entrepreneurs, lead my team, lead the community, right. To connect to Tony D and, and our pillars, Jeremiah, yep. you know, unless I'm doing the right thing. Uh, you got to lead yourself. First person you got to lead is yourself. I mean, and I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges that I face all the time. I got to lead myself and I fall short so often. Um, but if you, you know, one thing that I think I've been blessed with is I'm able to self analyze myself and try to try to get better every day. And, and it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of times where, where I am a hypocrite when it comes to being a leader. Um, and, um, you know, I think that it, it takes a constant uh, diligence or, or diligence to uh, to keep moving in the right direction, you know. Yeah, I was I was going to say something similar. I mean, I think I think honesty and having your ego in check are super important. And, and forget about, you know, for your business, like we're talking about Lance, uh, your personal mission, because it's going to trickle down uh, into everything in, into all of your endeavors. And that's the beauty of something like jujitsu, you know, um, practicing honesty and practicing positivity. It's just like a muscle. It gets stronger the more you do it. And jujitsu is one of those, those, uh, you know, daily check-ins on that. Like you always say the mats of justice, man. Cause you can't lie. You can talk all kinds you can't of hide. You, you can't know? hide. You can say you know whatever what you, you want. You know, you know you what suck. you can do now we can apply this to business too. I mean, we were talking about being honest, brutally honest, you know, with yourself and your goals, everything else will answer something that's that we kind of make fun of. You'll find someone uh, for their purely for their ego will get into a problem with a lower belt and they, they can't escape. They're not they're not practicing what they should be practicing and they'll start coaching. How about it, Jeremiah? They'll start coaching. Yeah, yeah. In the middle, yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> hey, they'll start coaching just to cover it up. So it's so funny. I mean, but, you know, don't start coaching yourself. In other words, bullshitting your way out of a position. Right. You know, um, so. I, and I, yeah, so for me, like, it's really helped in that regard where I have to be honest with myself, because as we said earlier, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, improve somebody else's health if yours is bad, you know, the oxygen mask uh, metaphor. And, and it's the same, you can't, it's really hard to uh, encourage, like, say your staff, to be honest, to, to, to make these like moral decisions that and maintain the moral integrity of your company, if you yourself are not. Uh, at least demonstrating it in some way and, and being able to own, like you were just saying that your, your mistakes, you know, and yeah. not being so egotistical. We're like, yeah, you're the leader, you're in charge. Sure. You've got a lot more experience, you know, you, you've been right a lot of times, but it's easy, you know, to, yeah. to, to kind of uh, create that, that uh, character where like, you're always that person. And it's, it's, I think it's important to be like, yo, all right. Well, and Lance, I mean, we, we talk, I mean, you know, the other thing about jujitsu is it keeps you physically fit. And I think there's, and Lance being a a doctor of physical therapy and exercising and actually Lance, you have some trainers under you too, right? You, 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 uh, absolutely. We do. Yeah. We do fitness as part of our model. 
Yeah. So getting in, I'm talking to a, a good friend of mine. I actually use her to, I'll give her a shout out, Margo Smelter from VIP Personal Training here in New York. She's amazing. We talk about this all the time. She leads me through a, a high intensity interval training, half hour, maybe two times a week. And it helps me with jujitsu, with my cardio. When I uh, had COVID uh, last January, I didn't get very sick, lost taste and smell, but I developed myocarditis. And then I had a heck of a time trying to get my cardiovascular system back. So I hired Margo and, um, but we talk about the importance of being physically fit and how it, it translates into so many other aspects of your life, you know, and I think that's what I love about jujitsu and fitness. And I don't know, Lance and, and Jeremiah, if you have something to say, you know, within each spectrum or realm that you operate in, what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think I, again, you're teeing up a really great question and it's time for a break. So let's give us like a minute and a half to come up with a good response. I'm just trying to buy some time. Cause I really don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to coach. I'm like, you're mounted. You're mounted by a white belt. You're mounted by a white belt. Now you're trying to coach. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm sure Lance and I both have some great uh, responses to that, but we are going to take a break. So All right, love it. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Lance, I'm going to let you take this one. Go ahead. Buy myself some more time. (laughs) Okay. So, well, on the exercise uh, question, you know, I think the good news is that no matter which variable you, you know, attack first, whether it be exercise, sleep, nutrition, mental health, um, you know, posture, it has a compound effect, a synergistic effect, a domino effect, and it will improve the other areas you know, 
the same is true if you miss a night's sleep, right? And Matt, you mentioned missing a workout and all those things where you can spiral fast. So that's the that's the really good news. And just to touch quickly on, you know, uh, part of where we talked about last uh, segment, um, you know, it's just like your training. You play the way you practice. We were just telling, you know, my son's seventh grade boys basketball team last night. They weren't focused at practice and we lost a close game last night. And, um, you know, some of our leaders didn't step up and I actually, you know, called them out a little bit. And uh, our assistant coach was, was happy. I did that. And um, it's the first time I kind of did that. I said, listen, you know, you're really one of our leaders and, you know, you weren't focused in practice, you know, you were silly and goofing off and whatnot. So we need you to lead by example and do that. And obviously it's just like, boxing right in the early hours of the morning if you're not getting training in when you step on stage or you step into the match it'll all be revealed Mm -hmm. it will all be revealed your preparation and whatnot so anyway jeremiah back to the exercise part for you that's that's those mats of justice creeping in um i've i've heard that it's impossible to have gratitude and anxiety at the same time Mm. the brain the brain just doesn't like if you're full of gratitude, anxiety can't slip in. And I think a one, like a great practice to just add more gratitude to your life is, yeah. is exercise and the endorphins that come from that daily. Sure. That, and, and, you know, Rogan talks about it all the time. Oh my God. Um, and, yeah. he, and he makes so many great points to that effect. I can't speak as eloquently about it as, as he does, but it is proven that getting your heart rate up and, and doing all those things definitely makes you feel better about yourself. And it's like just one more coin in the, in the piggy bank of gratitude. And, and the way that shows up for you as a business owner um, is you are going to face some tough decisions basically every day. And if you're coming in anxious already and a little edgy, it's going to affect the way you respond to those things. Whereas if you come in, full of gratitude already you're 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 pretty pleased with your situation you're probably going to make much better decisions and i noticed that um you know i've always had a good workout ethic but once i started training jujitsu which was 2015 the same year i opened four businesses i opened four brick and mortar locations are you serious dude oh my god you're always hype you're always hype not single-handedly, but but I was I was a cornerstone of each of them, and and I started training that year and getting you know getting that particular um, endorphin rush that wow I just survived <laughs> like that guy was trying to choke me and he didn't and or I was trying to choke that guy and I did um, that just those those pats on the back helped me um, but you know it's very physical as well. And, and I just remember, you know, I'd train early in the day and then I come into work and I'd be like, bring it the fuck on, baby. Like nothing you do to me is going to be as bad as what I just went through. And, and it still gives me that. Like, again, I've had to bump up now. I'm at Hensel Gracie headquarters, with, you know, a room full of just like killers. They're nice guys. Yeah. But they're killers. And then stepping up into MMA as well. But I still every day I'm like, I fucking survived. And I if I don't make it in, man, my, my brain's just different. It's Jeremiah, this goes back to your your point at the beginning of the show, the suicide self-inflicted. Yeah. It's the it's this is why I love neuroscience so much. It's the chemicals in our brain. Right. I, you know, I just read a, a neuroscience a book on, on humor and how immediately you can change people's 
you know, all the chemistry in somebody's, you know, in their, in their brain, it's the same with this, with gratitude, right? It can be instantaneous. And if we're not in that right mindset, we're, we're going to be less optimal, less effective. We may quit. Right. And, um, all bad things. And, and it's so simple, but, but yeah, we don't practice it. We always focus on, we're so quick to focus on the negative. Um, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, we get paralyzed. I mean, I love the, and I'm sure Jeremiah's heard this and Lance, I'm sure you've heard it in it, whether you're practicing PT or, or in your business. Well, you know, I've got to get in shape before I can do jujitsu or Margo and I joke about this. Well, I got to get in shape before I can hire you to do my personal training or, you know, like you get so paralyzed and think about perfection. Um, do you guys, um, uh, let me think how to phrase this kind of along those lines, but how often do you see, or maybe even you guys do, sometimes I get so obsessed about moving forward that I forget that there are other ways to get where I want to go. In other words, I want to get to point B, you know, from point A, but there, there are other ways to get there. We, it doesn't have to be a straight line, right? Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about that, both of you. I'd love to hear it. So that question and something you said right before that made me think of something that my MMA coach says, and he says, everybody wants to win, but nobody thinks about not losing Mm -hmm. to your point. Like there's so many different ways. If you think about like, I got to win, you're really, you're really doing this. You're narrowing your options because you're like, if it's a fight, you know, you're like, I either got to knock him out or I got to submit him, you know? But if you, if you think about, okay, the one thing I know I have to do to win is not lose. There are a bunch of ways to not lose. And then you can start, it's, it's the whole strategy versus tactic things. Like, all right, my strategy is I want to win. Like, that's my end goal. That's my why I want to win. But like, how do I win? It's not like this driving forward, like banging your head up against the wall. Like I do sometimes in training. Um, it's, it's survival. It's survival. And as long as it's probably not up, Jeremiah, as long as it's probably not a place out of fear, because that's right, right. negative chemistry. No, no. But just like, yeah. again, it's like how, like talking myself off the ledge of burning down this place every day. It's, it's like, okay, if I do that, then all those goals, all those dreams and aspirations I had for this project are gone. And that would, that would hurt, you know, it would, it would be public and, and not, not good. And then, I, you know, I might spend a little time in a box. Well, well, but, but, you know, something that you, you reminded me of, uh, to, and then uh, Lance, you're absolutely right on fear. And then both of you, you know, sometimes, and I know in jujitsu, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to speak out of both sides of my mouth, although I'm good at doing that, but sometimes non-action can be action. You know, if we use the power of others and we absorb their power per se, right? Um, we can incorporate into, you know, uh, ourselves, uh, kind of like propel ourselves forward, I guess, if that makes, does that make sense? Well, non-action yeah. is definitely action. I mean, timing is so important, right? Steve Jobs was a big timing person and, you know, finding gaps in the market and making sure things got there in time, you know, and um, I guess to answer your question, you know, Matt, a little bit better, I think that, you know, I tend to be a little rigid in self-assessing, like when I've got a, you know, what I believe is a plan to get there. And I do have to, I think it's a skill to be, as you said earlier, flexible, right? We have to take an action and assess the results and, you know, make that iterative and just keep adjusting and pivoting and tweaking because it is very easy to believe, even if we do take the time, which most entrepreneurs, leaders small business owners don't and have a strategic plan, 
you kind of believe that's the right way, the only way, the one way. And if you do not pivot, again, you will fail. Well, that's a great point, Lance. I mean, sometimes, you know, we for, I know I forget all the time, moving sideways, even, dare I say, moving backwards, you know, those, those movements may ultimately allow you to see what's impeding your growth. Right. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so non-action can be positive um, or moving sideways can be a good thing or, or taking, you know, uh, you know, a step back to take two steps forward. We can assess and see what's impeding our growth in whatever aspect of our life or business. So and for sure, I, you cannot run into brick walls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this one's behind me. Um, I really love what you said about absorbing that energy. It reminded me of a a round I had the other day at Henzo's um, with another another tough purple belt. And he got my arm. He had me in a Kimura and and he was he was in solid and he was digging his elbow into my rib, like trying to get me to move in the right direction. And I just it came to me and I was like, you know what? He's trying real hard and I'm not really, and his arms are going to gas out. I know there are. And, and, and your, your other challenges like in business are the same. Like they don't have exponential energy most of the time. Like all these things are cyclical and they, and they, they will peter out and you, you got to just like kind of survive. And, and I, you know, I just chilled and he burned out and he let go and I spun and turned and replaced guard. And he was like, fuck and, and I think I think it's so powerful. Danaher talks about this a lot, and so does Gordon Ryan. Where you like, uh, so Mike Jarmillo, uh, who was Danaher's first black belt, took over for like most of the classes and students that that Danaher had when he left. And he said that John always says the guy that can, the guy that can escape everything you throw at him and ward it off, and then like when there's just a few minutes or seconds left, turn an attack. Like that's the most dangerous guy. Mm. It's the guy that you really got to watch out for because he's constantly absorbing your confidence, yeah, all the and your energy, ability yeah. to execute. And then he just like, wow, like, you know, like the avatar turns it in and uses it against you. Um, and I can think of a million different ways that shows up in, in your professional life where like, sometimes you got to just chill and see where that energy is coming from and see how you can kind of like redirect it and then use it for yourself. Being strategic and putting your strengths where there's gaps and opportunities at the right time. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, Lance. So I'll throw this jujitsu concept. So, you know, a lot of times we're, we're so focused on the upper body, but we have 50% of our body, right. Is the leg and thinking outside the box. So apply that. So you can attack the legs or sweep the legs, pummel legs, whatever. You don't have to go for, you know, Kimuras or, you know, underhooks and, and all these things or chokes for the upper body. And so often we overlook the leg attacks. We overlook the, the, the uh, foot attacks, et cetera. Apply that to business coaching. Okay. Well, the, wow. the quote, the, the one Dean Lister, who was a uh, right-hand man with Jocko, I think they're business partners. Actually. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, what Dean said when he was visiting his Gracie Academy years ago to John Danaher that, that, you know, started this whole leg lock thing was why would you ignore 50% of the body? Yeah. Dean. So I'm going to, I'm going to pause. The boogeyman. Dean, the yeah. boogeyman. So we're going to take a break. You got, you got like 90 seconds, Lance, to think about that. Why would you ignore 50% of the body? How does that apply to uh, some of the problems you see in coaching? I got it. And then I want some dirty stories for the last segment. Okay, guys, I'm the only one that oh, said 
I'm the only one that said a curse word this whole oh, show. Oh my god! Maybe I should put a dip into. There I'll we go. Lip, I'll, I'll do a limper for the last half for the audience. All right, hang tight, right. everybody. Come back for that last segment for that dirt. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. I really love the direction that this has gone in. Uh, I, I, since I have the rash guard on, I, I'm going to try to do that question in my best John Danaher voice. Why would you ignore 50% of the human body? <laughs> I love this question. That's pretty good, dude. That's pretty good, actually. I practice in the mirror a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Now we got to shave good. your head. We got to shave your head. Not going to happen. <laughs> you know that guy never competed? Did you know that? Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. And, and to it, me, to me, this is an easy answer, right? It's exactly what we've spoken about. This would be an example of going straight down to the trenches and not reflecting on top of the mountain and thinking about, you know, 50% of the ways to win and being strategic. And, you know, 50% of those ways may be the best ways. We should really be coming up with the top 10 ways, our game plan. And then, of course, just like in any sport, right? We're going to need to adjust because, you know, our opponent or the other team is mm. going to make their own adjustments, right? Yeah. So it's going to be that whole interplay. So um, that's kind of, you know, really a, a short answer to that. You you made me think of a oh. of an old saying uh, when you were describing that. You know, the the one of the uh, the old bull and the young bull standing on the top of the mountain. <laughs> oh the yeah, young bull looks down and says, "Let's go, let's run down there and fuck one of those cows." And the old bull says. Let's walk down and fuck them all. You're so Dennis Hopper. You're so Dennis Hopper and Lance, you're Sean Penn. <laughs> Fighting the LA, the LA drug gangs. Um, hey, you know, though, 
uh, Lance and, and Jeremiah, sometimes we, we talked about moral integrity. Sometimes we have to have the moral integrity to say the enemy had a better day or our competitors in business had a better day. Of course. And, and as Jocko would say, good, more time to get better and figure out how to not have that happen again. Um, how important, as I enjoy my dip, <laughs> And I love how uh, Matt is habit. just taken over as like the host. Make of yourself shows. comfortable. This is great. It's just like, oh, another, I, I love this. This has made my day. This is just. Hey, great. I feel like I'm back in high school. Matt's got his shirt and tie on. I mean, this is uh, this is like old ways, baby. Except I'm not. I'm not getting detention for having smokeless tobacco in my lip. You know. Hey, um, how important? Now this is going to be deep, and you guys don't have a break for this one. So I'm going to put you on the spot. How important is self compassion? to the entrepreneur, the jujitsu player, the, the, the business development guy, whatever, how important is practicing self-compassion? I have a very difficult time doing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a big part of my, you know, my story and my problem in sort of, if you mean self-compassion, like self-care connected to that, right? Because many entrepreneurs abuse themselves, beat themselves up yeah, in our efforts yeah. to survive, right? And for me, you know, 2011, we had three offices, 30 employees. We just had our third child all under the age of four. And, you know, my body stopped working. My digestive system, my GI system, you know, stopped. And that rendered me helpless, right? I couldn't continue to, you know, to fight. I had to crawl my way through that and gradually pick myself up. So that's really one of the main messages that I am, you know, am an advocate for getting out there to have a little better balance along the way. You know, even if you don't win the the battles, right. You can, you do have to win the war, which would be your why your per, you know, and your, your vision, create that vision, even if it takes an extra year or longer, right. What do we have if we achieved financial freedom or some kind of company that was worth a lot of money or some kind of high paycheck, in a short period of time, right? If we lose our family and religion, um, mm. whatever, health, whatever health, is the most yeah. important yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it's really important, but I think it has to be in check. So you take like, you know, take like, you know, our workforce generation and, and in particular the one before us who was just like really hard and not very self-compassionate. It was just like mm-hmm. grind motherfucker until you die mm-hmm. versus like the the youngest you know workforce generation right now who may be a little too self compassionate. Um, I was not, waiting to hear how you were going to. I'm not. I'm that. not naming any names. And I'm not pointing any fingers. That was very gentle. Very I gentle. Think, I think very I. Gentle. I think I've degenerated my moral integrity enough on this show. We're going to leave that there. But um, we don't want any of that generation <laughs> calling Lance and I old codgers now. Come on. <laughs> so you, I think you have to know when to take a step back, as Lance was saying, and say like, yo, I really have to take care of myself now or the whole the, whole, the wheels are going to fall off the bus, but not be so easy on yourself in in those difficult times where you're afraid to take action you're afraid to push through the hard times you really yeah. have to it's a, it's a delicate dance man and it's something Great. i've gotten i've gotten better at over time but it is not innate you you know Great point you don't want to dodge accountability right yeah. and and i'll tell you uh you know i think i think this is you know an area that women have right that men don't i think you know especially a type males or you know, alpha males, I mean, you know, we're so embarrassed or scared to get help, you know, and I'm not just talking about whether it's mental health help or, or coaching Lance. I mean, 
you know, it'd be interesting to hear, are, are women solopreneurs or entrepreneurs more likely to be open-minded right away to, to getting that coach on board, right? Um, I know in jiu-jitsu, the women, man, they pick up technique 10 times faster. They don't have the strength to deal with the big guys, right? They don't, they don't have the ego. And boy, they become pretty slick pretty fast and they'll put it on you. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, regarding sex differences, gender differences, you do make a good point, right? We see it in healthcare and physical therapy. I mean, males, we tend to really ignore ourselves. I mean, it's, you know, 60 to 70% female versus male. I mean, our legs, arms have to be fallen off before we seek help, you know, generally speaking. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting. So part of it is definitely just innate. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But it, it will, it will bite you in the ass on your long-term pursuits. If you don't now, if, 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 if the three of us guys are out in the woods and, and we make a comment and there's no woman around to hear us say it, are we still wrong? <laughs> Definitely, not. That, <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. All right. We got a few minutes left to go. I'm going to open it up to you to closing remarks, dirty stories, whatever you want to do. I'll give you a cutoff when it's time. Yeah, we'll go, go ahead, with Matt. Lance. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just, um, you know, so appreciative to be here to start off the new year, Jeremiah, with your community. Uh, thanks for the invite and for inviting, um, you know, my great friend and my childhood friend, Matt Falvey. I mean, this is spectacular. Um, you know, I love talking about leadership and, you know, the benefits of, of strategy, right? Taking a moment to pause and reflect, not just take action. That's the biggest mistake I see with with entrepreneurs is taking action. And I like to say, take strategic action, Mm -hmm. you know, take a pause and do some mindset work, journal, meditate, right? Get this brain Mm -hmm. chemistry right. So you don't tap out. So you don't surrender. So you can be your optimum self. And, you know, when you do take these immediate actions, these tactics, you'll know whether you're headed towards that North star. If you do reflect, you know, at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, just briefly, it doesn't have to be a lot. Obviously, if you stand at the top of the mountain only, you're going to lose, right? So you do have to take action, take that balance, um, do all those things, um, you know, create a business plan at the beginning of the year, right? Anybody that needs help with a business plan, I just happen to be having a, a complimentary room in Clubhouse today at 4 p.m. Eastern, where I will personally help you with a business plan. I'm going to use my Jolt framework, which Jeremiah knows and I've used, kind of perfected. It's the way to get a fast and functional business plan in under two hours, but come with any of your planning issues and I will personally walk you through today, 4 p.m. in Clubhouse. And as far as like um, stories, you know, oh, man. stories, I mean- Where, should, we, should we tell the prom story of my mom? And, and we, like, are oh. out of, we are out of time. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. Oh, oh my God. Well, let me just say- my mom called the Falvies to say, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Falvey, uh, Lance great. is bringing a case of beer over to prom. Just wanted to let you know. Just heads up. <laughs> 11th grade. Nice. 11th nice. grade. You know, there's good Irish, Italian Catholics, man. Yep. Hey, so, you guys, hey bro, let, thank you. Tale. Thank you both. I love you guys. Oh, thank my God, you. man. Hey, man. We what a Lance. great way, to, what, we need what a great way to start this off. We need a road trip up to your restaurant, brother. Brooklyn! I'm ready. No sleep till Brooklyn, man. That's right. Let's do it. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great fucking year, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. All right. All right. Ciao, guys. See you guys. 
Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. UK time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.